The Green Bay Packers are at number one. Oh, wait, that's just how many wins they have. Nation, welcome to an episode of Podcast, a podcast where you don't have to be Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. We're on week three in the NFL, and I feel like we've had so many good games. It feels like it's been like eight weeks, but we still have so much time together. Grassy, and today we're going to be breaking down the top 10 power rankings for week three in the NFL. Before we get to that, I want to do a big shout and thank you to some brand new patrons. First, we have Zenny Dragon. We have Fernando Latte. And we have Swimming Onion. A big shout out and thank you to you all. Now, week two kind of flipped everything upside down in that you had teams who were really good in week one just falter and do terribly. You had week one teams who did terribly pick themselves up and do well. And I feel like for the first month of September, things are going to be a little bit wacky. And so let's kind of see what the power rankings, uh, what they look like this week. Starting off with number 10, you got the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks losing a heartbreaker in overtime against the Tennessee Titans, shuddering at the very name of Derrick Henry. The offense is still clicking. Tyler Lockett, who had an amazing week one, had an amazing week two. Guy had over 170 yards and a touchdown. Russell Wilson played well. So what happened? Well, their defense was hot diddly garbage in which they had a lead and they allowed the Tennessee Titans to crawl their way back. And in the second half, their defense was really non-existent. And in addition, I don't know if they just took their foot off the gas or the Tennessee Titans were like, wait a minute, we could play defense because the Seattle offense only scored six points. And when you're giving up 21 points and a half, uh, if you're the Seattle defense, it's not good. Derrick Henry absolutely destroyed the Seattle Seahawks. And this was a game that was rough for Seahawks fans. And honestly, this reminds me a lot of what the problem was last year, in which in the beginning of the season, you had the offense, which was clicking and firing on all cylinders, and the defense was really lackadaisical. And then as the season went on, the offense started losing firepower, and their defense wound up picking it up. And it seems like, again, we're only two weeks in, that defense still needs to find the balance. I feel like a lot of defenses really didn't look great this week, unless you're, no, you're the Patriots or the Bills, maybe even the Raiders. But the Seattle Seahawks, yeah, they're, they're going to have to find it. And considering the Titans got their ass kicked by the Arizona Cardinals in week one, it's not a good look uh, if you're in the NFC West because now you're the only team who's not undefeated. Everyone's going to make fun of you. Number nine, you got another NFC West team, and that's the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers facing off against Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles, and honestly, this was just an ugly football game. This was not a pretty football game. Jimmy G was fine, 189 yards, one touchdown. The O-line allowed no sacks, and so that's something to be said considering that Matt Ryan 
struggled against the Philadelphia Eagles defense. Besides Zebo Samuel doing well, the big story coming out of this game was the 49ers lost all their running backs. Uh, so it looks like the injury bug has not been shaken off yet by the San Francisco 49ers. They beat the Eagles, who looked good against the Falcons, which, again, it's kind of tough to judge if that's a good thing or not. I'm kind of leaning towards it's not that big of a deal. The 49ers are heading into a primetime game against the Green Bay Packers on Sunday night. Again, with very, very few running backs. But if... Uh, the Packers pass rush looked like anything that it did last night. Don't worry, 49ers, you can just have all day to throw the ball. Number eight, you got the Cleveland Browns. The Browns, that was a bit of a close game with the Houston Texans, which uh, I think took a lot of people by surprise, unless you're Brandon Perner and you put a lot of money on it. Chubb still had himself a good game, 95 yards and a touchdown. Baker Mayfield was okay, He's kind of like the definition of okay there. The other thing that concerns me is that the pass rush really didn't do anything against the Houston Texans. On top of that, you had Tyrod Taylor obviously being injured for the Texans, and that kind of sealed the win for the Browns. But this was a close game, and after the Browns went toe-to-toe with the Chiefs, it's kind of befuzzling to see, oh, now you're struggling with the Texans. But honestly, again, that's September football. So the Browns still deserve to be in the top 10, but we're going to be keeping an eye on you. And number seven, making their first appearance in the top 10 this season, you got the Vegas Raiders. The Raiders and Broncos sitting atop the AFC West. I got to give my props. I got to give my props. They beat the Ravens, and I was like, there was a lot of luck there. There was a lot of luck there. But then... They grounded the Pittsburgh Steelers. And of course, the most important thing, Henry Ruggs go fast. If you didn't know, now you know. The Raiders shut out Pittsburgh in the first and third quarter. Carr, 28-37, 382 yards. You also got some touchdowns in there. There's already people talking about, oh, is he going to be the MVP, folks? It's week two. Nobody knows who the MVP is going to be. Okay, it just ended. It just ended. Nobody knows who the MVP is going to be. But Carr... Kind of making a statement saying like, hey, remember I was really good a few years ago? Well, I'm I'm good again. And Raiders fans are like, he's so underrated. He's been underrated forever. Well, now he's at least rated. The Raiders, <laughs> Raiders, rated. It's spelled differently, but it works. The Raiders are still in one of the tougher divisions in the AFC West. And so they are going to have their work cut out for them. But as of right now, the Raiders have done enough, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And this was without Josh Jacobs. They've impressed me enough to get into the top 10. Number six, you got the third NFC West team. And that's the Arizona Cardinals. Rondale Moore. Looked pretty darn good. Seven receptions, 114 yards, and one touchdown. Kyler Murray, bit of a mixed bag, but did a lot more uh, positive than negative here. Had 400 yards. Three touchdowns, two interceptions. And let's be honest here. The reason that they won that game was because uh, the Vikings don't know how to kick a field goal. Or an extra point, apparently, either, because they lost by one point and it's because of a mixed extra point. But that's neither here nor there. Kyler Murray and the offense of the Cardinals clawing their way back. Here's the concerning thing about the Cardinals, though. Their defense, which looks dominant in week one, wasn't really on full display here. Kirk Cousins had himself a good game and they really didn't get a ton of pressure on him. So that's something to definitely keep an eye on as the season moves along. The Cardinals, 
still sitting with the undefeated teams in the NFC West besides the Seahawks, and they're going to need to win just about every single one of these games to remain competitive. But I think it's important to realize that every single one of these teams in the West definitely had their flaws this week. And when we get to the Rams, who are going to be number five, we'll talk about them. This is a transition. Number five, you got the L.A. Rams. Another ugly-ass game. This one with the Indianapolis Colts. Carson Wentz getting hurt, spraining both of his ankles somehow, some way, blocking their own punt. You had a guy stand behind the center, and it bounced off of him and got recovered for a touchdown with the Colts. The Colts, after getting shellacked by the Seattle Seahawks last week, Came back and had a very competitive game with the Rams, who I had in my top three. Stafford was kind of okay, 19 for 30, over 270 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. The run game got a little bit better. Cooper Cup still amazing with 163 yards and two touchdowns. Pittman wound up burning that Rams defense, and the Rams defense, again... They had that one drive, which was really good. They held for four straight plays. They held the uh, Colts out of the end zone from a goal line stand. So that was impressive. And I still think the Rams are a very good team. I think the Colts kind of just came back with a little bit more oomph this week. Uh, Though I don't know how much oomph they're going to have with their QB being down, but that's neither here nor there. The Rams still deserve to be in the top five, but they are going to have some stiff competition coming up. And it'll be interesting to see how they're able to handle that. Number four, you got the Buffalo Bills. Okay, the Buffalo Bills offense needs to go on a walkabout because they need to find themselves. Their defense, oh, they're starting to find themselves real, real nice. Pitched a shutout against the Miami Dolphins, 35 to nothing, six sacks. That's pretty damn good. Josh Allen, eh, not, not that great. 179 yards, had two touchdowns and interception. Singletary was able to pick up some stuff on the ground with 82 yards and a touchdown. The offense is is still working. Stephon Diggs had a pretty pedestrian game for Stephon Diggs' standards. So I think that they will. They will wind up kind of getting back into the groove of things. Their defense for the moment looks to be back. Again, it's way too early to tell, but they dismantled the Miami Dolphins. So... If the Bills have that dominant defense back and then the offense is able to get back to where they were last year, watch out. Number three, you got the Baltimore Ravens. Amazing game from Lamar Jackson after throwing two horrendous interceptions. And listen, there was points in this game where it looked like neither defense was going to do anything and it was just going to be a full-blown shootout. And then the defense kind of like picked it up a little bit. And then it was just a guns blazing at the very end of the game. And kudos to the Ravens for coming back and clawing their way back into this game. Lamar Jackson, over 100 yards rushing and two touchdowns. No sacks on Lamar. You also had Tyson Williams, who looked pretty damn good. Latavius Murray got his usual weekly touchdown. And he's just like, all right, guys, thanks. Those are my three snaps. That's my time. And I'm going to leave. The Ravens, I think, are a good football team. Again, I'm kind of wondering what could have been with, like, Gus Edwards back there. But neither here nor there. The Ravens wound up picking a win. I do think the Chiefs are an overall better team. I know the Ravens just won. But the Ravens, you made a big jump. You're in the top three now. Now let's see if you can stay there. Number two, you got the Kansas City Chiefs. A lack of run game killed them again. Their defense at times looked freaking bad. Just bad. Clyde Edwards, Air, not really looking so hot. Mahomes, 
24 for 31, 343 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. His first in September. His first loss in the month of September. <sighs> Their defense, a bit underrated, but they just didn't know how to stop Lamar Jackson. And to be fair, to be fair, Lamar Jackson is incredible when he decides to just run and say, you know what, guys? Yeah, we're going to Thanos this thing. I'm going to do it myself. I got the Infinity Gauntlet. Let's 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 have a good time here. But the Chiefs, yeah. They had a real close game with the Browns. And then they just lost the game with the Ravens. Is it just that they're facing really good quality opponents? Or maybe they took a step back this year? I don't know. I think that's going to be a question on a lot of people's minds going forward, though. Number one, you got the reigning defending Super Bowl champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Five touchdowns for Tom Brady and the Atlanta Falcons. They crawled their way back into this game. And then the Buccaneers like, ha two pick sixes. You're done now, Matt Ryan. Remember 28 to three? We do. And Gronk is like, ha no, really, it was just me and Brady, though, who were on that team. And Ryan's like, oh, I remember. The Buccaneers, again, no real ground game, letting up a lot of yards on offense against a not really great team in the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, three interceptions total for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. And I will say, against the Cowboys and now against the Falcons, I don't know if the uh, defense is where it was last year. And again, it's still early. It's just week two. I'm not going to go crazy and not going to say like, oh, you know, they, they've regressed a ton. But just interesting to note, after the Eagles basically destroyed the Falcons last week, the Buccaneers had a little bit, a little bit of a... Tougher time with them. See how the Buccaneers do against teams like the Rams coming up. I think that will be a good test for them. But the Buccaneers, again, with their depth, Antonio Brown didn't do anything in this game after being a star in week one. Gronk still had two touchdowns. You had Mike Evans go in there and Godwin be successful. There's just so many weapons. If they actually develop that running game, yeah, their offense is going to be really difficult to stop. But let me know what you think down in the comments below. How do you feel? Chargers, I was going to put you on here. But 12 flags. 12, 12, wasn't good. And so the, the lack of discipline mm -mm, rubbed me the wrong way. Packers, you, you need to do it against a quality opponent like the 49ers. Beat the 49ers, you go back into the top 10. But let me know if you think there should be any other teams that in the top 10. Was I too harsh on teams? Was I too lenient? Let me know what you think. You guys tell me at TomGrassyComedy.com or at TomGrassyComedy on all social media. See you down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the patrons for Patreon.com slash TomGrassyComedy and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassy. And as always, Go Pack Go.